For nearly 40 years, this story has given faithful service to the young in heart. Welcome to the Fangirl Hour, the podcast where we dive deep into the reasons why we love our fave fandom. Time has been powerless to put its kindly philosophy out of fashion. To those of you who have been faithful to it in return, and to the young in heart, we dedicate this podcast. You can be amazing, you can turn a phrase into a weapon or a drug. You can be the outcast, be the backlash of somebody's lack of love. Or you can start speaking up. Nothing's gonna hurt you the way the words do when they settle near your skin. Kept on the inside, and no sunlight, sometimes a shadow wins. If you say what you want to say Today I was going to do a podcast on comparing and contrasting Beverly Hills 90210 versus Saved by the Bell to once and for all answer the age-old question, which one is better? Ultimately, you really can't answer that question. It's a personal choice when it comes to fandom. My personal choice is Beverly Hills 90210, and we should go into that another time. But today, there's something heavier on my heart, and I need to express... A couple weeks ago, when I first started this podcast, um, I was speaking about the loss of Charles Robinson. Well, yesterday, another, and I woke up this morning from a five in the morning from a Facebook message from a good friend of mine saying that Marky Post, who was the public defender on Night Court, who, uh, Christine Sullivan, had died. And that's the third. And the main cast, we had Harry Anderson in 2018, and then I believe in like 2019, Paula Kelly, who was on the show for like a couple years back in the 80s, and then we, of course, a couple weeks ago, Charles Robinson, and now Marky Post. And it's a really interesting place to be in. You know, when I was younger, as a child and in my 20s, and I would listen to my parents and their friends and older friends of mine who would lose someone that they had admired when they were younger, and I didn't really fully understand what that meant. The feeling of, of losing one's childhood is, you know, you didn't know these people, but they were an icon of your youth and they meant something in that way. And it's something to, to reflect upon and to grieve over and mourn and be thankful, full of gratitude for that position in your life that, you know, everybody has a reason and a purpose in everyone's life. Their reason that they're here on this earth and whether you know them personally or somehow they affected you, whether in a small way or in a large way, they affected you. And the loss of that is something to sit with and feel and grieve in order to heal from it and to learn that lesson. And so that's kind of what I wanted to share today. You know, you know, when I was in my childhood or 20s and, and a celebrity would pass on, it was usually some young tragic accident, like a drug, ac- a drug overdose or something like that. And there's something different about when someone lives to a ripe old age and they pass on from something, well, Marky Post from cancer and, um, or old age or whatever, in, in that sense of you feel as if you're getting old when you see your childhood passing away. And I was thinking about that aspect of my life. You know, I have recently begun this journey of examining 
my trauma history from all the way back to childhood on forward. And when Night Court came out in 1984, I was about six years old, so I didn't really watch it when it first came out until I was about eight, a couple of years later, and I watched it on reruns. And I would come home from school, and every day on Channel 11, which didn't come in very well, it was the it was the era of bunny rabbit ears where you'd have to put it up on the TV and try to get the stations and kind of the end of that era before cable and all of that. And um, it wouldn't come in very well. And it was, you know, black and white, kind of black and white and grainy. And you could hear it. You could just barely make out what was happening. But I, I was loyal to it. That's what I fell in love with. And I, on those times when I got old enough or could watch the prime time, you know, the more re- the newer episodes seen in vibrant color was like Dorothy going from Kansas to Oz. It was magical. And at the time, as a young child at eight, I didn't understand all the jokes or anything that was really happening. I could follow the storyline, but there was something about Night Court that has stayed with me all this time. It gave me hope and solace and comfort in a time of my life when I didn't really understand the amount of pain I was in and what was happening in my life. I thought somehow it was normal, but it wasn't healthy. And so in Night Court, I found a family, I found comfort, I found hope. I would look at Harry and he was this magical representation of of a father figure and and Marky Post was a strong woman that stood up for herself and, you know, stood her ground against the other men around her and and was true to her own journey. And John Larquette was, he was the reason I'd be him an actor. I would see him act as Don Fielding and he looked like he was having so much fun with the choices and the dimension that he went in. And I just thought he was the best actor on that show at the time. They're all good actors. Let me just, let me just specify. But for me, he is the reason that I became an actor. And, you know, the others as well, Richard Mole, I was one of just, just, and still to this day, just want to crawl up on his shoulders and be carried around. And, and Marsha Warfield, just a strong woman. And I'm just honored that I can see her post on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, and see her, her heart come out and get excited over the ways that she's persevering in her creative endeavors even to this day that's really wonderful for me it's really touching just to see that just to be a follower of her and to know that she's still thriving and um even the characters before and of course Charles Robinson there was just a comfort and Charles Robinson was kind of like another I would say another father type figure in his comfortable sweaters (laughs) That's what I remember, the sweaters. So, yeah, I would look to it as a sort of escape from my life. And I could make their world my world for that time, for those 30 minutes. And it stuck with me. I know now, I, I as an actor and as a writer, um, and just a, I'm a quirky person. I'm naturally funny. And I know that that all stemmed from those young times of my life. And I've noticed that in this time now that I am diving deep into my trauma history and trying to recover, working at recovery from it and seeing the fruits of that, one of the things that I've been able to do throughout these losses 
specifically when Luke Perry died, I was able to go back, experience going back to my 15-year-old self and sitting with her and just being with her as she mourned this loss, as she was trying to figure out the loss of that. And I was able to look at what she was going through, her struggles, her depression, her pain. And that was really when I had my first big depressive break episode and suicidal ideation and I was able to honor her I know that for many many years of my fandom with Beverly Hills 90210 I was ashamed to share it I was ashamed to admit that and just having something that you're ashamed of even as something as simple seemingly as simple as that it it's devastating for for your soul to not be out and proud about all of you to hide something because you're ashamed of what people think so I was able to start comforting her by buying the shirts and the blankets and the things that represent it and just wearing around Beverly Hills 90210 t-shirts and being proud of it. It's all about the zip code. And later on when I was, you know, when I was in my uh, late 20s, there was a coffee shop in California called Flying Goat Coffee. And I would go there when I was in my early days of my recovery, when I was first diagnosed with bipolar and I was confused and scared and I just didn't know what I was doing. And I was like everything that I'd been trying to hide from all my pain that I had not been able, that I'd been pushing down, pushing down and would only come out in flare ups. All of those, all of that, I was finally having to look at and see the repercussions for and trying to figure out what to do and how to live this way. And in a sense, not being in a place around people that were not necessarily allowing me to be that open in that way and so a couple years ago I went back to that coffee shop and I sat there and it was as if I was sitting with her and comforting her and telling her that she's going to make it through we're going to make it through so in this time of my life as I am watching my beloved tv stars from my youth go on to the next journey that is after this life whatever that is and move forward I it's as if I am to go back to that eight-year-old self and to be in the, the scary situations she is in. I may not want to look at and, and know that as I go back and as I experience these losses, that I'm not alone even in that. That, those TV sh- that TV show is still there and I could look back and I can feel that comfort of these sort of guardian angels, as it were. And so even in the death even in the passing on, even in the feeling like your your childhood is, is fading away, to know that death is not a change. Death is not an ending. It is a change in the relationship. Death is a change in the relationship. With every ending, with every death, there is a new beginning. There is a rebirth. And so I can go back and heal that little eight-year-old side of myself and I can overcome and I will not do it alone and it's as if that cast that they're that TV show the ultimate meaning was to help me overcome and in this time in this time of rebirth to be brave be brave enough to go back to heal to overcome and to move forward in a new beginning. 
listening to the fangirl hour if you would like to geek out with us on the fangirl hour please email us at cafegirlproductions at gmail.com thank you especially to our cafe girl superstar patrons kathy anderson david anderson dorothy ninao and david glamour dave ninao if you want to find out more about cafe girl productions head on over to www.cafegirlproductionsinc.com. If you want to support us, head on over to www.patreon.com slash cafegirlproductions. The opening theme song includes segments from the TV shows Night Court, Beverly Hills 90210, Saturday Night Live, The Simpsons, and Doctor Who. The final theme song includes that of my favorite song by songwriters with a z and that is from gemendo.com thank you very much bye